0: We will be here forever. Do you understand? Forever. Forever and ever, and ever and ever and ever. We will be here forever. Do you understand that? Get what I'm saying. Forever. forever. Paragon. How many real hip hopers in the place right about now? Duty. How many real hip hoppers in the place right about now? J Radio Network. Here with Jordan Williams and Kirk Wayne. There they now you want to make friends with me. Uh you you they 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 were able to procure some 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 energy drinks. So tell us a little bit about this. And I know before we started talking about how to make a martini, and um like I said, my my favorite thing is the is the purple Jesus. So it's just <laughs> people shouldn't be doing that. Is if you don't know what purple Jesus is, Google it. But it's basically um from, from what I have observed back in college when, when people are making very poor decisions and not thinking about the downstream impact of, of that type of alcoholism on their liver and kidneys and other body parts, that, that to my knowledge is, is Everclear mixed with purple Kool-Aid. Um, and, and I've seen, I'm not saying that I had it, but I'm saying that I've seen people <laughs> drink that uh, during, you know, you're playing cards playing spades, um, tailgating sporting events and, and, and people are drinking that and, and it did not end up well for anyone. They usually at, at oh. it. Was just, there, there was a lot of vomiting <laughs> and there was a lot of passing out, but, uh, but yeah, you wanted to talk about kind of going through the life cycle of, of a product, how you're actually able to influence and, and help develop a product from a, from a supply chain standpoint. Yeah,
1: absolutely. One of the, one of the biggest things we actually get phone calls on, um, Are creating your own brand. A lot of these people have dreams of saying, hey, you know, they're seeing the influx of these craft brands really, uh, you know, surface into the mainstream markets. And for example, uh, about two months ago, one of my business mentors here in town, his son in law, called me and said, hey, uh, my father in law said, you're the guy to talk to. I've always wanted to create a whiskey. I've got the name, I've got this idea. Um, I, I've awesome. got the packaging, like everything in my head. I really want to do this. I've got some money aside, but I don't know the first step to really, sure. really do it. So we sat on the phone for probably about two, three hours and talked through all of the steps that it takes from step one to getting into a bottle, all the way from choosing bottles, labels, mm. licensing with the TTB, where do you source? Where do you blend? Where do you prove? And that's where, where the consulting
0: you in your business name comes yeah. in because you're yeah. actually helping to do exactly. that, right? Exactly. So you're not just checking out the quality of the hops in a beer. No, no, no. We can, we can. You're really driving the. the, Exactly.
1: We can take it from conceptual to shelves Um, all the way through that point. And even, you know, our biggest part of our company actually is handling and managing distribution for beverage companies Um, like Rich Energy, which the the samples we just brought you. Yeah.
0: Um, I'm about to sip it right now. Keep talking.
1: Yeah, but we, we work with some of the largest uh, beverage distributors in the country. Um, we work with directly with Anheuser Busch. We work with um, just a lot of a lot of uh, different channels. Uh, again, in an innovative way to give these these small guys a chance because when they go to distribution, the the reality in their head is I got distribution. My life is made. My product's going to be everywhere. Mm. What they fail to remember is that that distribution company has hundreds, if not 1000s of products That's in their a very portfolio. Good point. So we know how to leverage their brand to incentivize point. the salesman the right way to give them a fighting chance again, fighting right. for the little guy here.
2: And I and I want to interject something. right Sir, there. Absolutely. Um, Her- somebody asked us, so what do you guys really do? Okay, so distribution management, what does that mean? I said, well, from an outsider, because I didn't come from the depths of the industry, like right. these gentlemen, right? I said, I look at it kind of like this, the distributor, doesn't understand the perspective of the supplier, which is the guy with the heart, the brand. It was his baby, right? He okay. Created it, he or she, and then they have all these big, lofty goals, like we have for all of our children, because it's like their child, right? And they can be a little overzealous towards the distribution group. Absolutely. And so we actually somehow, if you want to call it, sit in the role almost like the marriage counselor. Yeah, your buffer. Supply, your buffer and right. distribution, because. Jordan and Brendan have sat on both sides of that right. fence, and they understand the role, and so it's a natural, seamless relationship. I do, I do the
0: order. same thing in, in healthcare with my consultancy because I work for um, large hospitals. I consult for large hospital systems, and uh, mm-hmm. but I also consult for payers because I've worked on the hospital side of the industry. You understand both sides. I've worked on the payer side of the industry, and my goal is to say that, hey, we all want the same thing, mm-hmm. but we're fighting over let's meet in the middle. And I understand what the middle is because I've sat on both sides Boom. of the table that's and it. that's where, so you're kind of in the middle between the, the supplier side and the entrepreneurial side where someone is trying to get into a large distribution. Correct. And they need people like yourself, Jordan, that actually can help navigate those waters. So that, that, that Absolutely. makes a whole lot of sense. That Absolutely. makes a whole lot of sense. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, now let's get into the, the spirit side. What are, what are some of the things? And like I said, I'm not a, I'm not a drinker, um, I do like this, um, this, this, what is it called? Rich energy. Rich, rich energy. Yep. Now, usually I charge like 500 bucks to a <laughs> <laughs> so, so give Rich energy. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a freebie. We'll have to talk about, <laughs> Thanks, we'll so. talk about a compensation structure or at the very least, <laughs> well, if you're not going to pay me, that <laughs> if you're not going to pay me, I expect you guys to wheel in a refrigerator full of these when I come in here next week. So we'll, we'll talk about that off. We can mind. talk. We also have IOUs. There you go. But what what are some of the principles that make a good wine or or make a good uh, drink or a good margarita or, or or mojito? What what are the principles that that just creating a good drink? I, I was here the other day and you guys were doing a presentation out in the lobby to a group of yeah. I assume investors, and you were talking about and you handed me um, one of you handed me a, a a virgin margarita, yeah, and it was fantastic. Like I was drinking it as I was walking to my car. And I was like, man, that's really, really, really good. What are some of the principles of of, of bartending and, and how to properly mix and 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 what do you what do you suggest? Any advice that you have for those listening?
1: Yeah, um, anything without uh, you know low sugars or natural sugars
0: are right. are ideal. Um, you know, it, it may, tastes different. You it, can taste it. Really it. does. It really does. Different. And
1: you know, and I
0: like this. With I'm not just trying to get another five hundred dollars. <laughs> but <laughs> I immediately tasted this, and I was like, it's not that sugary. And then I looked yeah. to see how much sugar was in it, and the calories and the sugar is not that high. Yeah. Actually, I don't want to call out competitors, but I drink one or two of these every day, and the sugar is much higher than in in, in your competitors. There's there been so, a lot yeah.
2: going into that for yeah. the specific demographic yeah. we're going after, right. and there's a lot, a lot to that brand.
1: Yeah, and what uh Going back to kind of the alcohol side of thing, what makes a good cocktail? Um, just in general, you know, let's let's go into what makes a good hangover. Uh, let's reverse engineer this. A hangover comes from the withdrawal of alcohol from your body and dehydration, right? Well, what's going to dehydrate you? Sugars, um, artificial flavors uh, are full of preservatives and sugars and stuff like that. So when you go to a, a chain restaurant or you're at home and you go with the cheap margarita mix that's loaded right. with that stuff, right. all you're doing is dehydrating yourself quicker, mm-hmm. which causes a hangover. So buying quality products. And then staying to simple recipes is the easiest way to do it. You know, when you're making a margarita use a 100% blue Weber agave tequila. Um, um, Not the gold tequilas that exist in the world. uh, If you know what I'm talking about. Um, Get agave syrup instead of simple syrup and use lemon lime juice. Uh, Don't buy a sugared margarita mix and just shake the hell out of it and enjoy it. I mean, it's really that simple. So just make it with a little bit of love like you make your
0: food. What about uh, like I said, I'm not a drinker, but what about wines? Is uh, I see a lot of people oh, they there. have their the own little wine, wine here, tasting parties, and they're and they're kind of quasi wine connoisseurs. What 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 makes a what makes a one red wine better than another red wine? Like so a, I know that I know that just because <laughs> it came from Napa doesn't mean that it's good. That doesn't mean like anything, it's right? right. It's just, so yeah.
1: the the best way this was ever answered to me a long time ago. Was there is no wrong answer. Oh, okay. I've got friends that like sweet okay. stuff. They like port wines. They like sweet right. wines. I, I like big bold dry inky wines. Um, there's there's no wrong answer to this. Right. The most ignorant thing I think you can say, and and to put my wife on the spot a little bit, she used to tell me I don't I don't like white wine. I'm like, well, why? Okay. And she goes, well, because I've had these white wines and I didn't like them. I okay. said, Well, there's thousands of there vinters and, there, and yeah. there's thousands of white wines and hundreds of varietals. Right. And we went to Italy for our honeymoon oh, and nice. lo and behold, we stayed in the vineyard, and they brought very out nice. a white wine. Uh-huh. And she reluctantly tried it and she turned to me and she Loved goes, it. This is really good. I'm like, see? You just have to. You have to open your mind a little Got bit. Um, you have to try a lot of different things, and then when you try things, find little things you like and little things you don't like about everything, whether you like the wine or not. And then you can take those points and figure out really what wines you enjoy drinking and what wines okay. you don't enjoy drinking.
0: Now, as we kind of get towards the close, give me one product because, like I said, you guys fight for 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 this. I'm gonna start calling you guys the the. The the underground champs like I don't uh, you you guys really plug <laughs> Rocky, underground spirits give me a spirit that nobody knows about that's a great vodka or a great tequila or something it's like man you gotta you gotta go online and find this and try this because it's phenomenal and it's not something that you're gonna see at your at your local store.
1: All right, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you two because I can't right. decide between the two. There's nothing right? wrong with that. One's a little no. bigger than the other, um, but you can't talk about the one we're creating. No, yeah. these girls, uh, you already know where I'm going with this. These girls um, started in California, a canned wine company. Interesting. And everyone goes, oh, canned wine, it's gross. The right. the the aluminum changes the flavor, right. whatever. There's linings in there, you don't taste any of it. Doesn't actually okay. touch the aluminum, um, but they make high end quality wines and just can it instead of bottle it. They're called okay. Bev. Um, it's, it sounds like a, shark by, tank, shark it, tank idea. they, they've got, <laughs> a, they've got a Kevin handful O'Leary. of wines. Yeah. They, they actually sponsored my wedding a few years ago. All right. Um, I drink, I drink the hell out of their Rose. It's really, right. really, really okay. good wine. Okay. Um, they just got a huge acquisition by, uh, by Gallo and they're going to be distributed nationwide. It's I'm nice. so happy for them. They're awesome. Um, and they're just genuine people. But the other one that I, uh, is kind of a tie is a smaller vodka company. Based out of Oregon, called Wild Roots, okay. and this this company is so cool because they 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 take their vodka after several times distilled, and they use locally regionally sourced fruit, and they add it into the fermentation process, okay. which most people add afterwards, um, which kind of gives it an artificial flavor. It tastes like vodka with a little hint of something. Okay. They add this into the fermentation, and then they jizz it, which is. A fancy term for like a paint shaker right okay. it's real quick movements and they do that for a long time and then filter out all the all the pieces in it and then they proof it down to where you would drink it okay and you sip it and it tastes like you're biting into a peach or a pear oh, wow. or a cranberry and i'm telling mm. you this stuff for ballpark retail price about 20 bucks a bottle at uh, retail stores is some of the best vodka you will ever have awesome for a, a infused vodka and then you add that with like a Perrier, okay. pear, something like that, right. dude.
0: It's, it's it's just awesome. No, but these guys
1: are growing. They're trying to expand, and I'm telling you, they're going to take over the world in this in this category.
0: Wow. No, that's um, that's that's fantastic. So, like I said, I, I appreciate you, Jordan and Kirk, uh, for coming Thanks in, for in and us. talking to me about this. This we we were hoping to get. I hope that you guys enjoyed yourself. Absolutely. And yeah. We really so like much. to have these guys on periodically to to really get deeper into this discussion. I love talking to entrepreneurs. So the next time you come in, I'm going to ask you about some of the fundamentals of leadership and how Great. you built your company. But as we close, where can we, where can the listeners find you? Like if they want, if they want to engage with you directly, are you on LinkedIn? Or are you on the gram? Like where can someone find you? Where can someone find the company?
1: We're on almost every social media platform, right. um, at WEC Nashville right. is our, our corporate, uh, handle, or you can email us at info at WEC Nashville.com. Sounds awesome, man!
0: Thank you guys so much for coming on the show. We yeah. greatly appreciate yeah, it. Look forward you. to sure. to chopping up with you downstream. you to the Radio Network. As a former quality executive who has literally retrieved and coded millions of charts, I've worked with our new partners over at Episource for many years and am proud to now serve as a brand ambassador and part of their product development team. Episource is a global industry leader in chart retrieval, coding, quality analytics, and in-home assessments. For information on Episource, go to www.episource.com and fill out one of their contact forms to request a demonstration.